Hello, I'm Mark Tallman and this is Ask KSB. We've been getting a lot of questions recently about the issue of dollars to the classroom and it's become part of this fall's general election campaign for governor. Republican Chris Kolbach has talked about the goal of spending 75 percent of dollars to the classroom. What does this really mean? Well, there's some things we don't know, but today we want to give you some background information on this issue. Let's start with the fact that we have a current state law which sets a state policy goal, but not a requirement on individual school districts. That goal says that 65% of money, quote, provided by the state, unquote, should be spent in the classroom or on instruction. But that raises a couple of questions. First of all, is the issue of in the classroom or on instruction? Are they the same thing? Well, generally, if you say or, it means an alternative, not the same thing. But classroom is not defined in the law. Instruction is defined by federal accounting guidelines, and it's a definition that leaves out many, many things supporting students and teachers. Second thing to note is the question of 65% of what? Is it all spending, total expenditures? That would give you one number. Maybe it's current operating expenditures. That's what the State Department of Education reports, and that excludes long-term debt and equipment costs, capital costs, that vary a lot among school districts depending on whether or not they have a bond issue or other factors. Is it 65% of what is provided by the state? That's what's actually in the law, but it doesn't really talk about whether that's just state appropriations or whether it includes local funds like the local option budget that's authorized by the state but is really a decision of local school boards. And then finally, it doesn't talk about is it 65% of taxes paid or of all revenues, including fees for things like uh, student meals or books. Those are things that have never really been answered. But right now, the only data we have talks about the percent of money spent on various things from total expenditures, because that's all we know at the moment. Now, to look at what districts are currently spending on different things, we use the uh, School Accounting Handbook, which identifies 11 or more basic functions, which are defined as things that school districts do. These are all set out in federal guidelines that all school districts and all states are supposed to use so we can make comparisons. So let's look at what those basic functions are. First of all is instruction or teaching students, and that accounts for almost 54% of all spending. This includes everything we spend to pay for teachers or paras or aides or coaches. It also includes classroom resources like textbooks, technology, classroom materials. Most people would probably agree these are certainly things into the classroom, but what's not included? Well, a second major thing is student su uh, supporting student learning, what's called student support. This is a whole range of things that includes counseling, health, nurses, social work, psychologists, mental health programs, attendance efforts, and special education services like audiology, speech pathology, and certain other programs. These are not considered part of instruction. Supporting teachers is another category, technically called instructional support. This includes libraries, media centers, instructional technology to help teachers, testing programs we have, and continuing education or professional development for teachers and staff. This accounts for about 3.3% of spending. Another big activity is transporting students to school and activities. 
accounting for almost 4% of spending. State law requires that districts provide transportation for students who live two and a half miles from school, as well as special education students and teachers that might travel, but many districts also provide transportation for safety, to promote attendance, for family convenience, uh, uh, for other reasons, and of course student activities to allow all students to participate in various programs districts provide transportation. Another major program, over 4% of dollars, go to feeding students or food service. This includes breakfast, lunch, snacks, both during the school year and the summer. And we should note that breakfast programs are specifically required by state law. Districts have no choice. School administration accounts for almost 5% of expenditures. This includes the principal and office staff. These are individuals directly involved with students and teachers in areas such as discipline, activities, teacher evaluations, and in general making sure the school building is operating effectively and efficiently for students. Next, we come to categories that are, frankly, the classroom itself. Accounting for almost 9% of expenditures is what's called operations and maintenance. All utilities, heat, light, air conditioning, cleaning, custodial services, maintenance, and school safety programs and insurance are included in this area. Building school facilities accounts for another uh, portion of funds. This includes things that are done to purchase land or buildings or remodel programs or provide equipment that is not done through bond issues. Then other construction is done through bond issues. Almost 10% of expenditures go to pay for bond issues approved by local voters for school instruction or construction and equipment. And then there's two final areas. One is called central services, which provides services for school buildings in the district and staff. Takes about 2.4% of dollars. These are payroll, human resources, purchasing on behalf of the whole school, school. Quite frankly, making sure that the teacher gets that paycheck for the work they do. And last, the area of uh, General administration accounts for 2.1% of spending. That includes the superintendent, office, board of education expenses like a clerk or a treasurer, legal expenses that the district must provide, those things involved in providing leadership for the whole district. And by the way, school board members do not receive individual salaries by state law. If you gather these together, you can see that all of those programs, which kind of directly touch on students and teachers, already account for over 70% of expenditures, almost 75% now if you use this definition. Those things that have to do with building and operating uh, the uh, school facility and physical plant is over 20%, and those things that I think most people would agree are truly are kind of the district office downtown are less than 5%. Now, it's important to understand that these percentages may differ a lot among school districts, and that raises a big problem if you're going to have a uniform requirement for all schools. We've already talked about one big reason, and that's bond issues. If a district's growing or needing to upgrade its buildings and has to issue a bond approved by voters, that'll make a big difference on the percentages that districts without bond issues won't have. A second has to do with things like maintenance, the age of buildings. Uh, districts that have older buildings that are less energy efficient will have to spend more in this area to operate their buildings. Third is transportation costs. Those districts that do not have as much pupil density that have to transport students a long way over greater distances are likely to spend a higher percentage on transportation. 
Another area is support services for students. Districts with more high-need students, high-poverty areas will likely have to spend more on things like uh, social workers, psychologists, uh, and other programs than other districts that don't have these challenges. Food service can also be affected by that. If you're a district in a high-poverty area, more kids may choose to eat at school, uh, and the district may choose to provide some subsidy for food service to hold meal costs down for students and families. And then last, it's important to note that another reason these categories may differ is that in our smaller districts, the superintendent principal pretty much does everything. They may not have as much uh, spending in areas like central service or certain other areas because, frankly, one or two people in the district or building are doing almost everything. You can find out how much your district spends generally in these areas and as a percentage if you go to your district's budget at a glance. Uh, this is a document that most districts have just adopted uh, last month. Um, uh, and, what, and if you simply go to page two at the top, there's a summary of total expenditures by these functions from all funds. Would note that in this document, all administration is put together. So building administration, including the principal, is tied in with central services and general administration. Now, there's also important to understand that if we're talking about shifting dollars, there's a lot of money that couldn't be shifted to instruction, even if districts wanted to. In fact, it's about 20% of current spending. This includes debt service. If you've issued bonds, unless you're going to default on them, until they're paid off, that's a, that's a payment that you have to make. Capital outlay, which is raised by local mill levies and some state aid, with few exceptions, has to be spent on long-term capital costs or maintenance and operations, not on instruction. Food service, uh, because it's raised by either federal dollars or student fees, also has to go to pay for meals. Districts could stop providing those meals, but they couldn't shift those dollars. Transportation, as we've explained, in certain cases, districts have to make those transportation decisions required by law, and certain special education services that are not instruction also couldn't be shifted. That's pretty significant because in order to get from approximately 54% to 75% uh, going to instruction only, districts would have to shift about $1.3 billion statewide. We've just identified that about $1.1 billion really couldn't be shifted. If you eliminated all central services in general administration, which of course legally and practically you couldn't do because districts need certain staff and you have to have a payroll function, if that was eliminated completely, districts would still have to find a billion dollars in cuts to take out of building operations and maintenance, student services and transportation, or school administration. So it would require extremely deep cuts across everything else in the budget to make uh, that 75% a reality if, in fact, we're only talking about instruction. The problem is, because it's not defined, there's no clear guidance on what constitutes dollars to the classroom outside of instruction. Finally, let's talk a little bit about how Kansas compares to other states. Frankly, Kansas ranks very low in the share of total spending that goes to current costs. And that's a little bit important because current costs are what instruction is paid out of. The other things districts spend money on are basically capital costs, bond issues, buildings, and equipment. But it's important to remember that state law limits school district operating budgets. It sets a base budget per pupil, it sets weightings, and it limits local option budgets. Local voters decide what they want to spend on buildings, but you can't switch those dollars. Local school boards and voters can't decide that they'd rather 
not have a bond issue but add to their operating budget or stop paying for a bond issue in order to shift those dollars. By the way, what we're sharing here, uh, comparing to other states, which I'll talk about in a minute, uh, is 2016 data. That's likely to change with new dollars that were provided for state aid over the past two years by the legislature. So let's look at how Kansas compares in terms of the share of its operating funds that go to instruction. Kansas actually ranks 18th over 60%. Those are decisions that local school boards can control. And in fact, Kansas spending on instruction alone from operating funds is higher than the U.S. average, it's higher than the average of adjacent states, and it's higher than the average of peer states, those states that are most like Kansas. Now, the highest achieving states in the country, as KSB calculates based on about 15 different educational outcomes, do spend a little more, about four-tenths of a percent, more on instruction from operating costs than Kansas. But those states also, on average, spend about $5,000 more per pupil. They're spending more on instruction, but they're spending more on everything else. Once again, we would note that Kansas is likely to see our percent of money going to instruction. And some of these other areas rise uh, uh, last year when final budget numbers are in in this year because most of the new money that school districts receive will be spent, has to be spent, and boards say they want to spend it on operating costs. And a high priority has been set on teacher salaries, which will raise spending on instruction because of increased funding. So the final points that we want to make kind of in summary. It's important to remember that dollars to the classroom is not clearly defined. There is a definition for instruction, but neither the law or people talking about the law have made clear that that's the only thing that should be considered in the classroom. And that definition of instruction leaves out a lot of programs and services that most people would consider very much tied to students being successful and supporting the teachers that have so much to do with student success. Districts are limited on how much they can shift around. For a lot of reasons, districts simply can't change um, millions and millions of dollars uh, to different areas because they're constrained by state and federal laws and other practical considerations. Finally, when it comes to operating budgets, the part of the budget that local school districts really can set, Kansas spends a higher share of operating funds on instruction than most other states. Hopefully this has been helpful. If you have any further questions, please let us know and continue to send questions to Ask KASB about this kind of information. Thank you.